episode of the purple yellow red and blue podcast a portugal the man podcast each podcast i'm joined by a guest to talk about everything going on with portugal the man news some social media bits got a couple of topics a couple of announcements a couple of things you know some things that have happened chris blank changed my life has been out for a little over a month now maybe a little bit longer so we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth you can find this podcast past and future episodes up on youtube Google, Spotify, I finally figured out the audio versions, so they're up there as well, so I know some people would prefer to listen, you know, on the go, you can do that if you want to do that, and uh, if you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, leave a like, it uh, helps the algorithm find us, so when people search for Feel It Still, I'm uh, I'm on the sidebar, about 10, 10 videos down, hopefully one day, you never know, you never know, we dream. My name's Mark, and my guest joining me today is... Chris, once again, back with Mark, the man of the year. <laughs> it was a short. Not many people were in the running then for this man of the year, were they? Was it just was it just me? Uh, to be determined. <laughs> to be determined. To be. De- How you doing, Chris? On this fine Monday evening, Monday afternoon, as we have it. Yeah, I'm great. It's about one p.m. here in the Portland area, and it's uh beautiful day it's not too hot not too cold a little overcast i'm feeling good how about you how are you feeling how's it going i'm doing well yeah it's uh it's the summer in the uk which means it's like 60 degrees fahrenheit um it doesn't no it's it's been it's been pretty miserable weather recently but we'll get through it we'll get this heat wave going um it's been good it's uh it's been a it's been a good time um just dealing with some like family issues and bits and pieces on the side and just just trying to get through work trying to get through our struggling economy but apart from that having fun just trying to keep your head up yeah um i actually got to meet i mentioned this on the before we started recording but i actually got to meet uh evan who i've had on previously on the podcast who's in the discord community the reddit community he goes by Hasmond, if you haven't, if you're not familiar. And it was really cool to meet another fan, because I'd never have, like, in person, like, a proper, proper fan living in England. It's, you know, there are far and few between, probably, or we all, be, all just hide. But now it was really cool. He was, he was, he came over for a couple of weeks and we got to hang out and uh, we had a fun day. We went to the, um, uh, we went to a pub, Sherlock Holmes one, actually, in London. That was fun. That was very on on brand for two or one half Brit and one Brit. So that was good to catch up with him actually, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I've always I've wanted to meet Evan for a long time. And uh him and I have conversed privately and publicly, um, over the Reddit and he's bought some some merch from me and I've 
Um, bought some stuff from him, and all around good guy. I was gonna say, it seems like it'd be a good time. Yeah, he was super chill. I'm hanging out with him. Yeah, yeah. We just went out drinking mainly, to be honest. <laughs> so it's good fun. Yeah. <laughs> He's a uh, super athletic as well. He was saying, "Oh yeah, I do this sport and I do this sport and I do this sport." And I'm like, I sit down. <laughs> like, I used to do sports. Oh, not even. He's like super athletic. No, it was, it was awesome. Um, top top bloke, actually. Yeah. Um, so that's great. I'm glad you got to meet him and spend some time with him. I know of uh, one or two other people in in your part of the world that are pretty big fans. Um, there's this gal that's been involved in the Reddit for a very long time. I won't say her name in mm. case she doesn't want me to, but um, I could send you info privately if, if you're close to London. And Oh, yeah, yeah. She actually she just flew out for the uh, the Hollywood Bowl show last night. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm she was there. So. These people going to shows. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I can't really afford You'll get them soon. You'll get them soon. I, I'm feeling very confident. Oh, all right. Okay, okay. I'll be... Yeah. As long as not pre-show, John comes out and he's like, we need someone to wear the tag dog suit. Oh, you. You could do it. You've, you've been slagging us up. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, brilliant. I'm there with like some friends. They're like, we're expecting VIP and you're here wearing a dog costume in the crowd. I'm like... Yeah, don't. <laughs> I've said it now. It's gonna happen now. Bloody hell! But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. How are you? Uh, how are you doing? You have you uh, have you man- managed to catch any of the shows this post Chris Blank Change My Life tour? Um. Yeah. Like four so You've far. Four shows. I think. Wow. Yeah. Four shows. Bloody hell. Um. Yeah. First was the the Portland Mercado show. Which was really cool. Um, I believe that was the first show after the record came out. I could be mistaken, though. Um, and that was a lot of fun. They did a full set just kind of on a street corner at this, like, food cart pod on this tiny little stage. I remember and, uh, seeing a video of that. Yes, that did look like fun. That did look like fun. Yes, yeah. that was... Yeah, I was running around with a camcorder just... You know, doing some bootleg video, whatever, and uh, nice. Francis got on stage. That was cool. There was a whole, whole Portland kind of Portugal the Man takeover that day. They had a whole bunch of stuff going on, so that was fun. Uh, next show after that was, I believe, the Wonder Ballroom, which is about an 800 cap indoor venue here in Portland, so a smaller room. And they played a. A very long set, about two hours and twenty minutes. Oh, that wow. show, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good that. time. Yeah, that was good. That's good. yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's that, and then the following day was the Edgefield show. Uh, for me, a phenomenal time. I I very much enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed the show. The band played well, and the set list was really cool. And a lot of friends were around. Made a lot of new friends. Met a lot of people from. Um, from the online community, which yeah. was uh, yeah, which is always nice. I, I always love putting faces to names, names to faces, and then yeah, I don't know what you mean. yes, names to yeah. Is it that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Other side of the ocean, vice yeah. Um, and then a couple days later was Red Rocks, which was mm. um, whew, that was uh, 
a doozy. That was an experience. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> good good um, show then. Nice. Yeah, great show. A lot of people came from from all over the place for that show, and we had a little Reddit meetup. I saw. With, uh, yeah. Yeah, probably about 20, 25 Reddit people. We uh, wrangled up John and Zach, and they came out, took some photos, met some people, signed records, did that whole thing. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a really good time. So just those four shows, and there's there's a few more upcoming um, in the near future here in the Portland area. Hmm. That's that I'll be attending as well. Yeah, I did see that um, the nice group picture you all took all took together. The big like Reddit community, a couple of faces I've I've recognised as well. That was cool to see. Yeah, good, good time. Yeah, do you want to shout anyone out that was there? Anyone that people might know or anything? Or off the top of my head, um, optimistic Jesus was there. Really nice guy. Um, I believe. 3J3, I could be mistaken. If you weren't there, I'm sorry. I was uh, in a headspace. <laughs> um, trying to think. Uh, I, say, I, just, I just don't remember everybody's usernames. I I know their their names in person. There was this... Uh, I actually ran into this woman that was there for the Reddit meetup, and we actually met at a Portugal The Man show oh, okay. um, that I snuck into, like six years ago <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah and there there was like a it was like a radio daytime thing but mm. they did um like a like a photo op after with the band oh, and okay. it had to be kind of a quick thing but i was in this photo uh with this woman and i just recognized her and it was really fun to catch up so oh, nice. it was good to see her that was and... amy was it no, Amy. Well, I actually met Amy at Red Rocks for the first time, and she's she's a sweetheart. Um, so nice, so kind. She's kind of like, I feel like she's like the mom of the Discord <laughs> in a way, <laughs> um, yeah. which is great. She's a mom though, as well. <laughs> to, to be fair. Yes, yeah, she is uh, actually a mother. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I met her as well, and that was really nice. You know, to everybody else, I'm I'm sorry if I if I forgot. There was uh, a lot happening that day. So. <laughs> awesome. No, it was, it's yeah. good to see. Good fun. It's it's not it's it's great that that we can like intermingle because at the same time I remember I, I was catching up with Evan. Everyone was doing that. It kind of felt like it was a you know everyone was sort of intertwined. Everyone was meeting that. It was you know it's good to see. You know we're all, we're all friendly on it. You know it's a pretty chill Discord. It's a pretty nice community. I'd say we've got. There's no dickheads in here. It's part of my French. So, yeah, no, awesome. It's yeah. Good to have. yeah. Yeah, it's great. Awesome. Should we get into... I've got some, got some warm-up topics before we get into more the meat and potatoes of what we're going we're gonna to catch up, really. Yeah, so uh, first thing I jump in with was uh, Evil Friends, 10th, 10th year anniversary. Uh, Evil Friends, 10th year anniversary, which is... Crazy. crazy. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> crazy, crazy to think. Yeah, it's been time of recording, uh, probably about a month since it released, because they did a re-release of the album, didn't they? I know you were involved heavily Correct. as well. I was actually not involved in that re-release. Um, I I was told that it was going to be happening, 
oh, before it was uh, announced. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was I in in conversation with Rich about some other thing. Uh, he just gave me a heads up that it was going to be happening, um, mm. just because I I had asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I picked up a copy of that, and uh, it's it's a bit surreal. It's it's kind of yeah, yeah it's strange amazing. for yeah for me especially. I mean for in my experience, um, the first time I saw the band play was at a. There's a little park near the waterfront just outside of Portland. Um, and they had played like a uh, a charity concert for the Humane Society for, for animals and whatnot. And I went and I was like, oh, well, that's cool. And, uh, you know, a couple days later was the last show of the Evil Friends Tour here in Portland at the Crystal Ballroom. And I bought a ticket on StubHub and I went and it's just, I don't know. It's strange that that all started like 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because it's about... I started around... I started really getting involved. Well, I was a fan, basically, from In the Mountain, In the Cloud, but really evil friends as well. I was like, okay, you know, I'm bored, I'm enjoying. Okay, who's this band? I know a little bit more about them. And I went back to the backlog after that, uh, the back discography of that. And really, they sort of... They went up another gear with Evil Friends, and it's good that they get to, you know, celebrate it with the 10th year anniversary, you know, it's, they can look back and go, man, that was 10 years ago, that was, that's incredible, uh, so much success came with that album, and, you know, to a point where they didn't have to release an album every single year, they could be like, okay, we're gonna chill, we're gonna do quant- quality, I should say quality over quantity at that point, because before then it was basically an out, an album or an EP every year. So from that point onward, a little bit more freedom, which is good for the band, because Woodstock and now Chris Black changed my life. Kind of feels more. I don't know. I don't know the way to put it, but those are two albums. They've got a lot more identity to them. They've had time to think about it, which is good, which I like. So kudos to them, and this is a good way to re-release. You know, it's sad. It's right around the same time as. The Chris, uh, Chris Blank Change My Life came out, but it, it can't help that. They released two summer albums in the last 10 years. What can you do? But yeah, yeah, this is this is good. It's um, there's a vinyl edition, isn't there? There's like a CD edition, um, some extra goodies in there as well. I can't quite remember everything packed in there, but if you're a fan, it was worth getting. I know, was there, it was limited, was there a limited release deluxe edition or something as well? Am I forgetting? Uh, of Evil Friends or yeah. Chris Black changed my life. Uh, evil Friends, was that just a vinyl? Evil, f- Evil Friends, I believe was just a standard release. I can pull it up right now, though. I'm a bit professional curious. Professional podcast right now. Professional. Yeah, very professional <laughs> podcast. Yes. <laughs> We're all very professional. Mm. Uh, just a moment. Yeah, there was not uh, a box set or or any kind of thing like that for Evil Friends. It's just the vinyl, the CD, and I'm I don't think they ever made tapes of that record. Right. I think tapes were uh, really in the main viewing point for for a lot of bands at the time. Yeah, I I thought they did the tape as well. So yeah, they released 
Evil Friends 10th year anniversary, which I believe you can still purchase now. It's still available along with the original CD if you find it on eBay or something like that, which is probably where I got mine. No, I I bought mine brand new in a uh, in a shop called HMV, which is like our. God, I can't think of a comparison, but like it sells like CDs and DVDs, and they do vinyls now, obviously, and then it's more like music merch and stuff like that because not as many people buy the physical editions anymore. But that's where I got mine from, and still got it to this day. So, Evil Friends, nice. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you get the the reissue? Do you have the new copy? I don't actually. You know, I'm I'm gonna hold my hands up. I'm kind of an all-digital <laughs> guy in the last maybe five years. I've kind of oh, moved funny. away from the physical medium. J- maybe just because I used to buy so many DVDs, so many CDs, so many, and they just pile up and up and up after a while. When You know what it's like. You buy a film or something. You'd watch it once and you put it down. You'd never watch it again. It just sits there. You know, and I, I know like with the sure. CD you can put it in the car and everything, but all the, the entire library, anything I want to listen is on the phone, unfortunately. I know it's a lazy way of, maybe not the best quality, but on the go, it's so good. And um, yeah, but I might get like an unboxed version or like, a, or like a boxed version, not open it and try and maybe get him, get him to sign it potentially. I think that'd be a good idea. I'd like to do that actually. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. That's my plan. I'll go to actually. Uh, and I don't, I don't think there's any problem with, with being all digital, you can, you know, you can still find high quality audio if you, if you wanted to seek it out, uh, in a digital format. Yeah, it's called a is it FLAC file? That's like a high quality MP3 audio only file. Or am I just I don't know if I'm making yeah. that. No, there's I mean there's a few different formats. Not to go too deep into it, but oh, no, <laughs> there's yeah. FLAC and there's uh, there's WAV files and so many others. Hmm. But those are the two most common. Hmm. Okay. I know a little bit about this. Obviously, we're trying to get the audio versions for this podcast online. For some reason, the recording software I was using was out of date. Or the, the, sorry, the editing software wasn't the most up to date. So I couldn't make the files MP3. I couldn't make them flat. I couldn't make them anything. So it I literally would not allow me to. And to be honest, fair play to Evan. He gave me a kick up the arse. He said, you should do these. You should get round to them because I want to listen to the the uh, the three hour discussion on Chris Black changed my life on the flight home. And <laughs> I was like, "You're mad! Why would you want to do that?" But yeah, now that was a good. Why not? <laughs> that was a good discussion with Josh. It was um, we just kind of hit a groove, and to be honest, I I got up and I was like, "Shit, we've been recording for three and a half hours." By the end of it, I like, edited down a little bit, but that was a good discussion. It needed to happen. I thought I'd do something big for the album release, but yeah, that's great. Yeah. Anyway, Evil Friends 10th anniversary. Buy it now. Use it. Seal it if you like yeah. me. If you want. Yeah. Uh, next. Up. Side note. Oh, so, oh, side note. There's a. There's another anniversary though. Oh. It's technically. Oh. Technically, the the band's twentieth anniversary oh. way. Yes, in that the first Anatomy of a Ghost record came out in two thousand three. Has it really been 20 years? Wow. Isn't that crazy? Christ, that is, I mean, <laughs> wait is coming up to 20 years. Not It won't be long. I mean, we're halfway yeah. through 2023. 
So it's only two and a half years away that's <laughs> from that. Pretty <laughs> crazy. And they, yeah, anatomy before that. Yeah, that's 20 years yeah. they've been active. Just wanted and, to throw that out there. No, definitely. Yeah, I uh, kind of forgot that they did. There were anatomy for several years before, and, and yeah. Man, they've been going a long time. <laughs> credit where credit is due. You know, they finally have some major mainstream success. You know, as um, I was listening to one of the uh, Radio City musical uh, stream that uh, Josh actually sent to me. He recorded illegally, um, quotations. Uh, and there's like a Paul Williams. Uh, he does a little intro bit at the beginning. So kind of where Beavis and Butthead would be. Uh, Paul's talking to the crowd, or like a recording of him. Um, yeah, that, that intro sequence with Paul Williams is pretty funny. It's the one where uh, he's telling people, like, sit down, get in close. Mm. I know we all smell, like that kind of thing, just kind of joking <laughs> around. That's it. There is more than one yeah. song. <laughs> Please stay for the rest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they might play it twice. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, next thing, next topic. Uh, got a little announcement for the YouTubes. Uh, we've actually been discussing this, me and you, in in the DMs a little bit, and with some other people. But I've got a little mini series I want to try on the YouTube channel. I think it might Ooh. be a good place, good time to announce it as well on the podcast because we're kind of working it out at the moment, and I kind of feel like if I pull my finger out, more can happen in this space. But Portugal, the man Jeopardy coming soon. You may remember. Ooh, uh, yeah, ooh yeah, we can. I'd clap, but. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it would ruin the mic. Um, yeah, it's just something I've... I watch some other podcasts, some other YouTube channels, and I had this idea, and I got talking with Evan, who, during the pandemic, during the lockdowns, he did, like, a quiz. He did, like, a group, like, a quiz night for everyone. Um, something like that. I can't... I don't know if you were involved in that at all, Chris. Um, yeah, we... We did it, I believe, via telegram i could be mistaken hmm. we were all talking there was a large group of us talking um during the start of lockdown covid situation that we just converse daily because we had nothing else to do and evan decided to do uh either one or two trivia nights and hmm. get a bunch of people involved from all over all over the world and gave out prizes and did a really good job so hmm. i very much look forward to uh Follow-up improvements from Mark here. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll put a little, put a little uh, spin on it, of course. But, yeah, if, if you're not familiar with Jeopardy, it is, it's a game show in America. Um, essentially, you have two rounds, a bunch of questions. There are, like, six... I'm going to have six topics in the first round, six topics in the second round, final Jeopardy question, double points, that sort of thing... Uh, Portugal the man questions um, yeah I'm sort of I'm actually I, I don't know if I should say I'm actually going to take part I'm going to set it up and I'm going to let Evan come up with the questions because I ask a lot of questions on this podcast and I feel like it's about time I get tested so the baton is in his hands <laughs> but it's going to come up on the channel it's going to be a nice little group effort it's because uh, he, he's pinned to me like oh I'm going to ask you questions the next time and I'm like okay Okay, raise my hands. All right, bring them on. Bring them. On. I'd say I'm pretty knowledgeable. So, uh, if it goes well, we'll turn it into a nice little mini series. We'll have like a little, you know, I'd like to get a couple out. Um, yeah, something that will be coming 
soon. We'll see how long it takes me to get it to work. Um, but yeah, it should be fun. And it's probably probably going to be like an hour long sort of video thing. We'll get the feature, we'll get the you know the interface, so people can sort of join along at home. But you know, if we're quicker than you at home, sorry. But yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jeopardy. What are you? Uh, I know I've already mentioned that you uh, could probably be a guest on there. Is there anyone that you want to shout out and say, or like, not shout out, but like call out, say like, your knowledge needs to be put to the test? Ooh, let's go right here. All right. I've got this. Kevin, uh, in California, also known as the Rotten 42, he was on the old boards, he was on the street team, he is an old school fan, and if there are any questions that he doesn't know the answer to, I will be so disappointed in him. Who else? Yeah. Calling you out, bud. Um, we have Audrey. Uh, we have Jason. Jason is Mouse Fangs. Or Mouse Fang, as some people in the Reddit will know, who's been around for a long time. And then I'm also going to call out the other two main Reddit mods, and that's going to be Ralph, who is Love Me or Rage Me. Mm. And I'm also going to call out Zach, who is Port EXE. So. Mm. Let's go. <laughs> Call them out. Bring it on. <laughs> so could you come to the front of the class? <laughs> yeah. No, I, this is this is good. Well, um, it'll be a fun time. I reckon I'm probably going to get rinsed now. <laughs> so, from sounds like I'm going to be going up against the moderators who are here for one reason, that they're highly knowledgeable and have been here a long time. But no, I, uh, I fancy my chances. I think there'll be some... I've got some. I'm going to give him some. Uh, I'm going to say him. I'm going to give Evan some like topic ideas, so he could obviously form it however he wants. But yeah, that'll be. Uh, that'll be coming soon. I just thought I'd like drop this in the ocean. I think it'd be fun. Um, maybe get a little bit of artwork to go along with, aside it. Um, yeah, be a nice little thing to go alongside the podcast because, you know, post Chris Black, there are things to talk about, but just a little, something a little different. You know, I think it'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. We can all, uh, maybe I can talk with some of those people that I called mm. out and get some pri- get some prizes involved. You know, Ooh. some merch, some something like this, something like that. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. We're talking. yeah. But yeah, well, um, see how it goes. Uh, by the way, if you uh, are the original creator of Jeopardy, uh, this is our. Please don't sue us. Okay, I'll <laughs> probably just get that out there. Yeah. Um, it's a Jeopardy-like game. It's Jeopardy with a G-J. Yes. J-G. J-G for John Gawley. Yes. Ooh. I just thought of that on the spot. Right. We're doing it. Awesome. Charlie Day featuring with Portugal the Man. Who could see this coming? Not me. But um, I don't know if you Charlie seen Day, the man, the myth. <laughs> that man is a legend. He is. <laughs> if he you're is. a fan of It's Always uh, Sunny in Philadelphia, you'll probably already know. Uh, yeah, one of the stars of the show, featuring at a recent show at the Hollywood Bowl. Potentially more shows yeah. as well. I don't know. Maybe just that one. That's where this viral clip has come from. Uh, yeah, Charlie. He's playing yes. the keys with the band. On the song Dayman, which is the uh, the Nightman Cometh, aka Dayman, which is the Always Sunny kind of intro or something. 
as far as I'm aware. You probably know more about this than me, Chris. Go on. Do you want to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie Day. Yeah. Um, so, for those that may not know, I'm sure most people do, the band had covered... Or, I'm sorry. The band has been a fan of It's Always Sunny for a very long time. Um, and they've had that connection there. If you had never seen the Eternal High Five video... Just look up Portugal the Man, Eternal High Five. It is worth the five minutes. That is a throwback. Uh, I know exactly what you mean. That, yeah. <laughs> that is a throwback. I figure most people know, but some may not. Anyway, yeah. uh, with that connection, the band, um, quite a few years now, has covered this song that Mark mentioned called Day Man. It's from the Nightman Cometh episode of It's Always Sunny. And uh, also worth a watch if you've never watched It's Always Sunny. That is an excellent introduction. It really sets the bar for the whole show. And I don't know. They've done it on and off for for a few years, and it kind of disappeared from some sets and reappeared here and there. And um, I had a sneaking suspicion that it would happen at the Hollywood Bowl show mm. last night, um, based in conversations i've had with john uh he has not he did not say that outright but um again i had my suspicions and it panned out so that was really cool uh watching the video last night i was i was very bummed i wasn't at the show i just had some some work conflicts and i decided to not buy a plane ticket and uh and then I ended up not. I ended up not having to work, so um, I mean, you know to, I was just at home. <laughs> you've been to four shows. I mean, yeah, you could yeah, but the thing. Hollywood Bowl, like, come on, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's such so, a rainbow uh, stadium, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But seeing seeing Charlie Day close out the show, you know, I thought maybe that was going to be in the middle of the set or. Right before the encore, but that was their, as I'm told, that was their their last song for the night. And uh, Charlie went, he went like balls to the wall. He went all out. It was great. Mm. Yeah, it's cool to um, it's cool to see it actually. It's just, I mean, they've got so many like friends who are well known who are like, yeah, we'll come on, come on tour, we'll come on the show. I know uh, Ben Stiller's also another big fan as well, so. And he's he's been on percussion before, he's he's jammed with the band before. We're just you know we're getting getting the TV and movies Portugal the man fantasy band put together basically, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's kind of that's kind of what's going on. But no that's that's pretty cool to see. Um, and yeah they've been playing Dayman kind of on and off for about about ten years I'd say actually kind of since that high five video another one you mean pretty cool to see to be honest. Yeah, um, and he did a good job. Did a good job. Just mixing up a little bit in their two-hour-plus shows that they seem to be doing every night or every other night, which are just going ham at the moment. It's just off the wall, but... Yeah. Do you have yeah. any other, do you have any other yeah. thoughts about Charlie Day performing with the band? I just had a, a pretty severe case of FOMO last night. I was a bit bummed that I wasn't there. <laughs> oh, no. Uh. I, I really wanted to see that, and Weird Al. You know, Weird Al Yankovic was there. I saw. A, I don't believe he was on stage. I I'm unsure, but I saw a video. Jeff Basker was there, which is 
awesome. That man is yeah. just so talented. Um, <laughs> amongst uh, amongst a lot of other people, so I'm really happy for the people that were there, got to experience that and see that show, especially the ones that you know flew in from or or traveled a, a long distance to be there. Yeah, they're getting the crew together. You know, they're getting all the special guests on tour. That's uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty cool if you ask me. Yeah, um, yeah. I wonder if uh, I wonder if they'll do any more cameos like this on the tour. What are we thinking? I don't know. What are you thinking? High or low? What do we What do we reckon? We're getting <laughs> we're getting Paul Williams and uh, when he's when they're in his town or whatever. I'm not even well, sure I will. Well, Paul Williams was at the Hollywood Bowl last night. Oh, he was um, as well. Everyone was there. Yes. He was there. He was also at the Red Rock show, mm. which was pretty cool. <laughs> I I walked around a corner, and lo and behold, Paul Williams was standing right there. That was pretty rad. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, that was a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. Um, Were you I don't just... know. For these other shows, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, they, you know, they, they're... Uh, friends with a lot of other musicians and and a lot of people and you know when you're at a festival and some of these other people are playing you know anything could happen so i i don't really know uh i hope there are more cameos but you know these these four shows were kind of separate from the from the tour in a way you know they they, i think they called them like a very special shows or like i i love you shows that kind of thing it's uh, yeah. edgefield red rocks radio city and hollywood bowl so you know maybe that sort of thing was reserved for for those four evenings but i don't know i guess we'll have to see again you know, when we're just listing of people coming to their shows it's it's an ensemble performance it's quite incredible really the kind of stage presence they have the people that got coming on at the moment i mean they are going they are going for it with these as you called them um i think i, like, I saw you know like it like i love you shows I or just you. very special yeah that sort of thing the major key mark uh once in a lifetime kind of venues which they've played before i'm pretty sure i would have thought so but on the tour yeah they wanted to hit it but they're doing a lot of shows now. I thought it might be like five or six shows for the end of the year, but no, they seem to be. They're doing a lot of like pop-up shows and other ones. Like you mentioned, like the um, the one on the east side by the Mercado. That was like the day after it came out. The album came out, and they're just performing. Actually, on the day, I think. So they've been. They have been pretty busy. They have been non-stop, and. You know when they've not been doing that, they've pretty much been sleeping or John's been running apparently. So this is a nice little tangent. <laughs> I love to run, apparently. That yeah, was a... John has always been a been a runner. Mm. Yes, I yeah. I envy that. <laughs> I wish I could do a bit yeah. more running myself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Apart from those four shows, there's some festival dates. They announced that Canada tour, which I think is six or seven shows. It's pretty cool. Mm. I'm excited for for the Canadian fan base to to be able to you know, see these new songs be played live and, and ex- have that experience. And apart from that, there are some other, there's some more small shows happening in Portland. Oh. oh that have been. Oh, you know about some undercover secrets? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> some of them, some of them have been very quickly announced here and there and just kind of brought up. 
Oh, you know, oh, there's nice. stuff on the back burner, that kind of thing. So they uh, at that Mercado show, they they said throughout the summer, you know, we'll be doing a lot of this. So mm. just kind of keep an eye out. A lot of pop up here and there. That kind of thing. Yeah, awesome. It's uh, I the more people that get to see them, the better. As I keep saying week on week, every time I do one of these, the more people get to see them, the more. Uh, I wonder next year. I think we'll transition this topic into another one I had loosely. Was talking about the like the live shows, which we kind of talked about. I mean, you mentioned earlier you've been to see four shows. What do you think? Um, I know they've got like a bunch more. You mentioned Canada and stuff. What do you think in Europe next year? South America? What's uh? I hope they can make it. I hope they can make it to the UK and Europe soon. I would um, funny that. <laughs> it would be awesome. I I know a lot of people have been. Uh, Heaving for those UK shows, <laughs> um, of of which I would I would love to make it to just anywhere in the UK. I've I've always wanted to visit, and uh, I think that would be an excellent excuse to get myself out there. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, when we had a we had one of the Q and A's, which I think was like last September. Actually, it was almost a year ago now, and I was actually on it. You were hosting, very excellently, I should add. And um, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Uh, John did explain to me why they hadn't done more shows in the UK, and plus the pandemic, but they hadn't been over in a couple of years. And obviously now we know everything about his jaw and you know family issues with um, with Francis and everything. Like I completely get wanting to stay close to home, you know, do what's best for the family. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah, I I, yeah. I get that. And he, he explained, you know. He said, okay, we're going to go out and tour. We're going to go and do a show. We've got a noise band playing in front of us. You know, no disrespect <laughs> to them, but like, the fuck? <laughs> like, like yeah. what's going on? And, you know, I've, I've been to a few where I'm like, who's this? Like, what is this? But a couple of them, you know, it's been, it's been about 50-50. So I, I, I get that. And I've only seen shows in London or around. So for context yeah. as well. I, yeah, I, I, think, I think a good... Uh, quick thing to mention about that as well is I can't speak for them specifically for Portugal man specifically, but I know a lot of artists have been having a tough time touring. Um, a really good example of that would be, uh, or I'm sorry, a lot of artists have had a tough time touring coming out of COVID, um, you know, due to health restrictions and folks have started families, but also, um, economic issues. And uh, a great example of that is Santa Gold. Uh, oh, yeah. Announced a tour and then canceled it afterward and said, you know, I can't. I can't do this morally. I can't charge this much money for you guys to come see my shows. And the reason we're charging so much money is because, uh, you know, petrol gas is so expensive. And when you're a larger touring act with a production, you know, you have to pay for semi-trucks to move your stuff around. You have to pay for a bus to get your crew from A to B. You have to pay the driver who now, you know, justifiably needs more money to pay their bills, you know, because of inflation and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, add air travel into that and, uh, and uh, you know, renting a venue, essentially, um, you have to pay for that kind of thing it's it's not to say you know uh, 
again, this isn't targeted towards Portugal specifically, but I thought it was mentioned that it's not to say that they couldn't go to the UK and sell the tickets. You know, if the music, if someone's there to play the music, the people show up, right? But um, it's just along with everything you had mentioned between, um, you know, family things for for John and Zoe and, um, you know, everybody's personal lives in the band. On top of all that, maybe it's not uh, economically feasible, um, but also, you know, being so far away from home, if something happens, you know, you want to be close by. Yeah. And that kind of thing. Yeah. No, I get that. And that's, yeah, that's a so. good example. Like, you start to break it down. No, a very good explanation. And like you said, with the example of Santi Gold, you would have mentioned, you know, like the touring truck. Even to come to, like, what's the flight from Los Angeles to London? It's over a thousand pounds, which is like just under a thousand dollars, basically. I know it's over that for yeah. a return as well. And you think you've got to do that yeah. for one person? No, you've got to do it for at least like 10. So then you're looking, yeah. you know, really you're looking almost six figures you've got to be making for a tour yeah. to make it viable. It's just not... I mean, at, at least on short notice, you yeah, know. exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm usually those things... Things. things... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> usually those things are are on short notice, you know. A, a major touring act may not be buying those flights six months in advance when they're more affordable. You know, they may have to do it within a month. And, um, Anyway, I thought that was worth a mention. Uh, if anybody is interested in that, check out Rick Rubin's podcast with Santa Gold. It's called Broken Circle, I believe. Um, it's very interesting. I, at least I found it interesting. You know, I'm, I was kind of curious. I'm like, well, where are all these artists? You know, why are ticket prices so expensive? And she kind of breaks that down in a, in a way that's easy to understand for a lot of people. And I thought it was really cool. So, sorry. I didn't no. mean to deviate. <laughs> no, we, I want to talk about live shows because it's something that's it's been happening. It's worth note as well. But you're yeah. right. I mean, personally for myself, I haven't been to a show this year. Has there been someone yeah. I wanted to see that is live? Not for the price I'm willing to pay. I mean, there have been a couple. There are a couple of acts end of August, but I don't know. I'm I'm sure I'll get around to them, but every twitch their own. Yeah, they've been doing a lot yeah, of live of shows, and yeah, uh, hopefully when inflation sorts itself out and everyone gets a little bit more adjusted to it, we can get these shows, people can come over, and they can make money, everyone can have a good time, it's a win-win, but at the moment, you know, things are tight, you know? Yeah, yeah. you gotta uh, do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do, exactly, and entertainment, unfortunately, does tend to take a little bit of a hit, not a massive one. In times like these, but yeah, sure. hopefully, uh, hopefully sure. some improvement. Do you have any any other? Uh, I'll say this. Any other quotations or anything else you wanted to say about live shows or them touring or anything this year? I know you kind of said quite a bit already, but yeah, I would. I would. Uh, you know, I hope they can get to all the markets that they they hope to get to. I would love to see. Uh, a PTM show in Australia. I think that would be a lot of fun. Or even New Zealand. Um, I've always wanted to visit China. Um, and I know a lot of bands will do a smaller China tour um, kind of thing. It just depends, you know, if they have the market 
they're not if they have the fan base that's willing to show up. Um, and yeah, wherever they go, you know, I'm I'm always uh, I'm always ready to go elsewhere, see see the band in a new place, you know, and see what these different cities are like or what even different countries and what they have to offer and you know if if uh the band announcing a tour somewhere else is what it takes for me to get there then so be it <laughs> i wonder if they'll go back to germany because that's where they first hit it i'll say big in quotations yes. but that's where they first got their come up and um come up and that's not the word they first got their start yeah that, really yeah yeah and church mouth tour i believe yeah I, yeah, I remember watching some of the old like, uh, some of the like interviews and things, and then Zach saying, "Well, we only had this thirty-eight minute album set, so we just played it twice <laughs> to fill the time." Or was it? <laughs> it might have been, might have been less than that. It might have been more, somewhere around there. Um, like, yeah, that kind of sounds like the sort of thing they do, and that's kind of how their evolution of jamming, like how they like extend songs and like branch from one narrative to the next from song to song and back and forth which you know an interesting yeah. beginning but it's a positive one you know I like it I like it when they flow from one to another and you go oh oh they're doing that they're going from that to, oh I like that enjoy that that's different yeah. I can't hear that anywhere else that's why you buy the especially, ticket especially now on this tour uh, it just gets better and better I mean, even over those four shows that I was able to see, um, I just saw the improvement from one to the next in some of those jams and, and some of these other... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The way they transfer from one song to another. Uh, oh, um... Uh, and what they had come up with was just so, so cool and impressive. I mean, when they just jam from one thing to the next, you know? Just finding that fluidity, I guess. Yeah, that fluidity. Yeah. Anyway, I think a, a great example of that for folks that may be listening that have seen the band multiple times, um, I bring this up fairly often anytime anybody asks. There's a show you can find on YouTube, or it's in the archive, November 13th, 2006, House of Bricks, Des Moines, Iowa. It was on the Waiter You Vultures tour, and it's just in this dinky little venue, but the band rips through their set. It's probably like 50 minutes or so. If you like those jams, those transitions, that fluidity of their set, this show is so cool because it, it you know, it was just so early on in, in the Portugal the Man history, you know, coming out of Anatomy of a Ghost into Portugal the Man. Hmm right after that first record had come out. And there are some things that you'll even pick up on that they've hung on to, some of these little licks that John plays or or some of these things that Zach will do to, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, initiate this jam between songs. And it's, it's really cool to see, again, almost 20 years later, yeah, that some of those things they hang on to and how they've changed them. And, you know, included that into their newer songs as they come out and where it is now. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I remembered what the phrase was. It was concept album, by the way. <laughs> Halfway through, you were, uh, 
yeah, I did. <laughs> Is that that's that's the type of style they were going for? But yeah, they're um, yeah, no, excellent point. Oh no, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, live shows. If you haven't already got tickets and you want to go see them, uh, I'd say the website is the best place to go when you directly supports them, the creator first and foremost. But yeah, I'd, yeah. Can, I can we can we actually talk about their website right now? Oh, can we talk oh, about PortugalTheMan.com? The Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> yes. The Google spreadsheet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, is that? I I should be meaning to mention this. Like, what's what's going on there? It's totally intentional. Is it? Is it meant to be broken? It is. It's. I. Well, is it broken? Because I don't think it is. I. I. I um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The idea of the website is. <laughs> no, but you should have like your regular like your backing image and like your your headers at the top and your hyperlinks to take you to other pages and. You go on there, you ex- you click one button, and you go to this like Google spreadsheet thing with "Come see us live" and a PNG of Tank Dog somewhere on the screen. I'm like, what is it? Did they just stop paying for the websites? I mean, no, no. You obviously know look, more than than I do, so. Uh... Look, all I'm saying is right before the website changed to what it currently is, right. I was sent a text. Oh. Said, "What do you think? What do you think of this?" And it gave me a link, and I went to check it out. I'm like, "Okay, this looks cool. This looks good." I thought it was a rough draft, and then they put it live, and it's just stayed that way. And then, <laughs> that's that's the joke, right? Oh I don't know. <laughs> I it's it not broke. a joke though. It's serious. It's that's... totally functional though. <laughs> well, I haven't been on it, and in... I have not been on it. In a little while, so I'm gonna go check it up out after this recording, and just see if I can go see, you know, where they're playing next, their links to their socials and all that. It should all be on there. Because really, what actually, there. what more do you need than that? To be honest, like a link tree, and we're playing here. Okay. I mean, look, you got their Instagram, their YouTube, their TikTok, their OnlyFans. You have a mm. gamer tag. You have SoundCloud. Nice. Did I mention OnlyFans? Yeah, I'm I'm following uh, I'm following Jason on there. He's a trumming bass. Oh <laughs> gosh. <laughs> yeah. So funny. I wish they would just post on it. Anyway. <laughs> that, um, yeah, they do actually wait, they actually do have an OnlyFans as a joke. Right? I don't know, is it a joke or is it serious? I don't know, uh, they're showing their ass on Instagram, so why pay for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> By the way, this is a um, sidebar, not sidebar, but tangent. And they're, do it, they're taking shots? They're taking shots in their ass? And then John's like, B12? <laughs> and you see like... Yeah. You see like... <laughs> Okay. Again, you gotta do not? what you gotta do. You got you gotta stay healthy, Mark. I know, but I've already seen Zach's ass more than once. It's been a long. It's a long story. I know he fell down the stairs, but did he really? I could have been eating lunch. All right, I could have been eating. I don't. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see. It, but fair enough. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> you get what you pay for. Oh. The admission was free, and 
Well, <laughs> it was a show, all right. Yeah. Anyway, enough about arts. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've kind of been through the main topics that I wanted to talk about, but we really have kind of skipped over um, Chris Black changed my life. And I know I did a big yeah. deep dive on it with Josh in the past episode up on YouTube, Google, Spotify, or the Rev, whoever's. Yep. What do you think of it? What do you think of it, Chris? You've been a fan for a long, long time, longer than I, longer than most, I'd say. Hopefully. You're pretty dedicated. <laughs> what do you think? How are you, uh, how are you enjoying Chris Black Change My Life? I love this record. It is phenomenal in so many ways and <clears throat> excuse me between between uh getting a a couple chances opportunities excuse me to hear some of the songs early whether that be via discord or you know xyz situation so on and so forth if you're atlantic i Records, had... we definitely didn't by the way <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, of course not. No. no, no. Um, that didn't happen. But, you know, it could have happened. So, plausible deniability. Anyway, between all that, I had heard most of the record before it had come out. I believe nine out of the 11 songs Ooh. I had heard prior to its formal release, but I didn't listen in order. I knew it was going to be a concept record. I had you know, read that online. I had told that it would be. Um, and I kind of just wanted to take that in as a whole as best I could. There were a lot of times that I couldn't resist listening to the songs. And, you know, some of my favorite records of all time are concept records. Uh, hmm. You know, Songs for the Deaf, Queens of the Stone Age. It's phenomenal. If you haven't listened, go listen. It's crazy um anyway when the record came out i was so eager to listen to it somebody somebody leaked it five um, days four days early correct yeah it started playing i couldn't do anything it started playing and i was like ah i'm hearing noise and well i accidentally (laughs) heard the whole thing on like three days before correct yes somehow some way that record was made available publicly and you know as mark said three four five six days early whatever it was (laughs) who could tell who knows how that happened but i i was so excited to sit down and listen full undivided attention is what i gave to it and uh it's great it's I, i just I don't even like I don't know what to say beyond that. I does it go up there like as favorite record? I don't know, but it's pretty much there. I mean, each one is is a favorite for a different reason. You know, um they're all so different from each other, but as a full cohesive continual piece of music, it's absolutely phenomenal and i'm not tired of it i don't think i'll get tired of it uh the more i listen to it the more i like it it's not just a great summer record you know you can listen to it on a rainy day you can listen to it by yourself in your bedroom you can go out for a run and listen to it It, you you know it's 
it's great. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I um I share a very same sentiment. I I was feeling positive about it pre-release, pre when we get in the tracks, and then when it was put together, when we had the full track list, when it was in order, when we got the official version on June twenty third, twenty twenty three. I, I I enjoyed it a bit more than just hearing every track individually, obviously. But you know, we're about agreed. We're about six weeks out from there now, and I still think about it from time. Like, oh, I'll, I'll be just doing something. I'll be thinking about like lyrics and stuff. I'm like, they have put a mm-hmm. lot of thought, production level, as I mentioned before, incredibly high. They've spent a lot of time. John's done a lot of tinkering. They've worked a lot behind the scenes to get this to a place where. It, there isn't like a song you go, oh, this bit doesn't sound a bit, or oh, this bit, you know, I'm not too sure. No, it's there production-wise. Concept album, brilliant. I love the flow from uh, Heavy Games to Grim Generation, from Times of Fantasy to Doubt, uh, even from Ghost Town to Times of Fantasy, that like, get that like inter- uh, intermittent bit where you kind of hear like the... um kind of like the memory as uh josh mentioned it on the last podcast like this memory of chris black and then it goes straight into times of fantasy like there's like a cold break a cold stop and it goes into it but in the moment you're just thinking you're like what is this i've why are we in a saloon why are we hearing someone like announce someone's at a bingo but no it's a show and that these are the memories of chris black and this is the experience yeah, yeah and i mean <sighs> I, I don't know. I heard anxiety clarity and I was thinking, what the fuck is this? This is so wacky. This is so wild. It's just three songs in one. It's their maddest thing they've done. Okay, so I've got something for everybody listening. For those that may not have uh, the physical format of the record, there's um, an explanation comes in the booklet. And I believe the deluxe version, I'm not sure if it comes in the standard as well, but it explains what each side of the record is. And I just wanted to read it off. I found it so interesting and so cool. Um, I'm looking through it right now. Heavily suggest anyone that's considering buying this to go buy the physical in any way, shape, or form you want because it is so cool it's on the record prop here it is okay side a chris black changed my life is an album talking about the cultural and personal ideas that can lead to either a person's or society's spiritual bankruptcy and ultimate collapse the album is an lp with two sides a and b The first half describes being born into a materialistic culture that is starved for meaning and fundamentally unfulfilled. This part of the album consists of the following tracks, and it lists Heavy Games down to Ghost Town. You flip it over. The second half of the album consists of individual songs about different experiences and ideas that lead an individual down one of two paths. Either A, down the path of madness, or B, further down a path of introspection. The path of introspection is lonelier and more confusing, but does provide a glimmer of some kind of intuitive redemption. 
And then it says these songs are Times of Fantasy, Dap, Plastic Island, Champ, Anxiety, Clarity. The philosophical ideas in the second half of the album are sort of a madness in their own right. There are also the root causes to the problem mentioned in the first half of the album that focuses on living an unfulfilled life. The quote-unquote Chris Black character is a tribute to the spirit and symbols in our lives that allow us to learn and grow from our personal struggles as well and our cultural and ancestral circumstances. Chris Black is a troublemaker, but also a sage. He is the mercurial glimmer, quote-unquote, in the dark space of intuition, disrupting our cultural and ancestral restrictions. We are able to turn to such trickster spirits in order to unshackle ourselves. In doing so, we, in turn, learn and grow from the parameters of the restrictions that at one time held us back. What were once the chains and suffering that held us back eventually became our own personal aesthetics and narrative container through which we return our redemptive art to the world. That, wow, wow. When I first, I know that was a lot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a mouthful. But no, that was brilliant. Wow. It's. I feel it's really important because, I, I mean, obviously they included it, you know on the packaging of the record itself. And I think that comes on on the sleeve of every record. But when I read that, you know, I listened the first time. I was sent this special box set thing. Um, and I pulled the record out and I read that. And I listened back again and it just had a lot more meaning than it did initially. You know, uh, for... For me, at least, listening to a record for the first time is um, more of a musical uh, listen than it is a lyrical. You know, I I tend to focus on the music more and then go back again and and try and focus on the lyrics and then, you know, both at the same time and and see how I feel. But after reading that, it just uh, it's very it's. How do I put it? I don't know. It's, uh, I think it's great that they were willing to share that vulnerability with everyone and, and allow that from, you know, a group of people who, not to say they've been secretive in the past, but, um, you know, who have expressed their, their anxieties and, and occasional hesitations and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, I love the way that it's broken down into the, how you said the first part, the like the materialistic um, world in the first part, and then the second part is more the introspective deep dive or introspective view. I've got really, there's a lot there. There's that's very deep, by the way. Those those descriptions they were very deep, very insightful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Almost. <laughs> wasn't expecting that level to be honest i was kind of expecting yeah you know we had some collabs and this uh, no this this shit this is just <laughs> deep this is this is hard hitting yeah. and even when you listen to like grim generation and dummy you kind of get the idea of that kind of doomed world as a, as i'll call it you know we'll, we'll do our annual podcast mention of doom and gloom and i wonder if these ideas and concepts have come that he's been playing around with it i mean Life has been different since 2016. We just have to say it as it is. For maybe 2012. It's been a different world. It's just been a strange... You know, it's... Uh, 
you know, it's not yeah. been it's not been smooth sailing for everyone. I'll just say that. And sure, yeah, I, I, constantly evolving landscape. Yeah, but yeah. As an overall, I'm yeah, I I'm. It's kind of grown on me more, the more I think about it, and I haven't like overdone. Yeah. I haven't listened to it like six times in a day and been like, oh yeah, I'm loving this. I've been like pacing myself because I'm like, I want to enjoy this. Yeah, I mean, it's. You know, it can be easy to put a record on on repeat and just kind of um, grow numb to it in a way, but this there's just the production and you know the the instrumentation and and the lyrics. It's it's kind of a lot. Not to say it's sensory overload, but it's mm. uh, at least for me listening to it, it makes me want to take it in and think about it as opposed to just having it on in the background. Yeah, I I sit down. Sorry, I sit down to listen to it. It's thirty five minutes, um, of just you go on a journey. You go on a journey where you start off. You start off thinking, oh yeah, we're, we're in for a, we're in for a fun a fun ride. But actually, it's a deep dark look at yourself. And I get a little bit emotional yeah. towards the end. I have to be honest, knowing what we know mm-hmm. now about oh sorry, knowing what we know about the band now when they're their journey over the past five plus years kind of kind of hits a bit more kind of hits a bit harder as well to be honest chris and yeah yeah i agree it's um it's powerful it's yeah i i i know i kind of gave it like a rating of like this is great almost excellent but i'm getting close to that excellent i think this is probably don't want to say it's their best work because it's still very early on but man they have they've convinced I mean, they've, they've they've turned this evil to, fans to be fair <laughs> to be fair i mean everybody listening including yourself knows that church mouth is their best record um, and uh if you say otherwise you're just lying so no but <laughs> <laughs> you had to get that in there we go i do yeah um, you know let me ask you this what are your if you had to pick two two tracks from the new record what would your your top two be and why i was about to ask you the same thing i was about to ask you the same oh great what 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 is our favorite and uh well my top two oh i think grim generation for me it yeah. is, is the one I'm going to keep um, coming back to. And I always like to have heavy games lead into it. Maybe because when okay. we had that heavy games... Sorry, maybe when we had that heavy games intro video, it kind of tapered into that kind of very early bit of Grim Generation. It always got me excited, like, I wonder what this is about. And now, obviously, hindsight 2020, we know that's leading into that. A little tease. Yeah. Nice. I... Hmm... Look, can I ask you another question? What did you think? Have you listened to the the first Heavy Games? Uh, yes. The shout out to the Walking Dead. If you don't already know, this yes. is this is the Walking Dead one. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, it's kind of acoustic. Is the way I kind of remember it. It's it's been a little while. It's, I mean, it came out in twenty fourteen, I believe, twenty thirteen, around that time. But yeah, I have. Sounds I have, about right. Yeah. Okay, what do you 
Do you compare the two at all? Do you make any type of connection between those two songs? Uh, I, I mean, normally when I'm looking at them, I'm looking at the title, so there is a little bit of comparison going on there, but I don't I don't think okay. so. One's, it's almost like Heavy Games 2 is like the happy ending to Heavy Games. It's kind of, sure. kind of how I see it. I could be a little bit off there, but not, not a massive... Oh, I mean... Massive I mean, it's all op- it's all open to to perception. So I just like asking. I when I saw Heavy Games two, I was very excited. <laughs> that first Heavy Games is or has been and will probably continue to be one of my favorite. I mean, I have so many of of the band songs that are my favorites, but that one's definitely up there. It's very uh, dark. Um, yes, yeah, it is actually musically and lyrically. So seeing. Heavy Games 2, I was very excited, and then hearing it, to me, it, it felt, um, you know, apart from making that association just based on the title, it felt very, uh, kind of like digging out of that, that, I, I don't want to say like that hole, but, you know, digging out of that dark place into something more optimistic. Yeah, that's cool. And then... Yeah, and just kind of, you know, uh, not to put a ridiculous amount of meaning to it, but... Oh, go on. Y- you know, digging yourself out of that hole, finding your path, and then going right into Grim Generation, which musically is a, a very upbeat and positive kind of... Um, Mostly. You know, light at, the en- light at the end of the tunnel yeah. sort of feeling. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But... To answer yeah. your, you said two tracks. I mean, yeah. I kind of want to say dummy, but I'm kind of thinking doubt. Yes. I, don't know. I feel like doubt is is punchy. It it it's like, ooh, needed that today. Needed to hear that. You know, dummy yeah. is one I can send My... to who aren't as bigger fans, who aren't like hardcore, hardcore, and be like, this is this is this is Felix Dual Two. There you go. Do we want? Do we want? Yeah. I doubt is um I believe doubt was the first song I heard long before the record had come out and uh I was sh- I was shown the music video for it side note for okay. anybody listening the music video for doubt is phenomenal oh, wow. um it okay. had me cracking up the first time I watched it there's just something that happens in the background that oh. came out of nowhere. It's very apparent, and I just I thought it was so funny, um, and I love it. So, <laughs> oh, you can't just whoa, whoa, you can't just throw that bombshell. So you've, I can throw that out there. Okay, so I have it's, another question. I, have you seen the rest of the videos then? I or some of them. I mean, obviously, I've seen the ones public. Okay. I hold on. Let me think. No, I did not go to the video showing in Portland. I didn't have time. Oh. Um, yeah, all I've seen is the doubt video and obviously the ones that are that are already on YouTube. Yes. Um, but this video, just like, just a second. Yeah, no problem at all. Just a sidebar. We talking. How good is how good is that dummy uh, lyric video video? <laughs> I love that. Oh, it's so good. That's brilliant. I love it. The John calendar it's... of all like the bikini girls. <laughs> that, might, that 
<laughs> that may or may not be a thumbnail in the future. I'm just saying, just for clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> just to see people be like, oh, wait. The only other thing I will say about the Doubt video is that it was shot by Michael Reagan. Oh, okay. Who has shot some of the band's other videos. Uh, I believe Noise Pollution, Ooh. Purple, Yellow, Red, and Blue. And I think the Feel It Still video was him as well. I could be mistaken. So, things to look forward to. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think what's... What is the key factor from all three of those? I was thinking they're all at night, but I'm like, well, noise pollution kind of is during the day, especially when John's doing push-ups in the lake, as you do. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, I love his style of videography and his editing and, uh, you know, some of these angles he goes for and these shots that he makes are just uh, excellent. In my opinion, I love seeing, mm. you know, a, f a f final piece of his work, basically. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, what's your um? I don't. I don't know if I asked you. What was your favorite track of the album, and why? Yeah, my favorite two. I'm very concrete in it. In that doubt, is right up there, um, side by side with "Summer of Love." Oh, and love. okay. I that song is so much fun. Um, yeah. And it I love that it's you know, it's the end of there's there's Ghost Town, the end of the A side. Whatever. It's right there at the end of the A side. Ghost Town is the and uh Okay. And it's just groovy. It's a hit. Yes. Uh it puts me in a really good move and I just wanna dance to it. And um I have, <laughs> and I will continue to do so. Mm. And, uh, you know, in a way, it's just kind of like the yin and the yang. I feel like the summer of, of love is kind of the opposite of doubt. Yeah. You know, it's just and dark to light and, and uh, you know, from A to Z, that kind of thing. I'm trying to think if they've done anything similar to it in the past. I'm thinking maybe lovers in love. But even that, that's summer. more like... Sorry? Anything similar to Summer of Love? Yeah, I'm trying to think... But even Lovers in Love is just so different. Like, the bongos and... Um... That's not even close, actually. That's just... It just has love in the title, Mark. You just... You just read the text and it's gone, <laughs> oh, drawn to a conclusion. Anyway. I, I feel it kind of... It's kind of like... Hmm. Sort of live in the moment-ish. Okay. Yeah, I, I get that. That's, a little bit. That's a good... That's little... A beat. Yeah. Yeah, little t little bit tidal wave, kind of mixed with like so young, you know, mm. just in that sort of uh, just just half of sort of area, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, just ha just half of Woodstock. Yeah. That's all. Summer <laughs> of love and then doubt. So you're the yin and the yang of this mood or that mood. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, not to say like you know, it's it's not that I don't like any of the other tracks. Like I love the whole oh, well. record. It's great. Um, the, there was one thing that threw me off a little bit do tell, do tell. The, on the first listen, which was, um, I think it's Times of Fantasy with the auto-tune. Yes. When John, yes. When, when he's saying, come back to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought that was so strange. Yeah. And it was just really, it was really unexpected. It's not that I didn't like it, it just... 
you know, I had the track listing in front of me and I'm like, well, what's this song and how are they going to lead it into doubt, mm. which I already know. And it just didn't seem initially like fantasy was going to compliment doubt. And then, you know, you get that transition and you hear that little whisper doubt and then it goes yes. right into it. And I thought it was, I was like, Oh, well I'm just uh, ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. talking about this with Josh. I was like, this is just the first time they've used auto-tune to that level on an album like, I, I believe don't... so yeah but again with this album I think it's, so it's such a I'll use the word smorgasbord of like different kind of sounds and samples and or maybe not samples but like it's it's a sandbox of sound there's so many like yeah. every song sounds different and I don't like, know let's try if... auto-tune let's try saxophone let's try you know, just keyboard, let's try just guitar, you know, they play around with it. Yeah. I think Easy Tiger actually may have been the first. Oh, that's a good pop. Really prominent. I don't know if that was auto-tune, if that was a vocal effect, um, Mm. excuse me, if that was like a post-process effect or how they did that. I wonder wonder who would be able to tell us about this. Hmm. I'm sure we'll find out. Hmm, I I wonder. (laughs) I wonder who could tell us about that. I wonder. (laughs) Next time there's a Q&A, I'll, uh, I'll ask about the auto-tune. I don't think it sounds bad. Normally I'm like, oh, no. they're using that. But actually I'm like, you know what? It's it's commonplace now. It's fine. I think it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's no. uh, it, can be, it can be done horribly. Mm. Um, but, but I don't think this is one of those cases, at no. least in my opinion. Someone else may have a different, a different thought on on you know how that was used yeah and then um, not to get a bit more grim but have you got any what is your probably least favorite of the 11 track album if you have one at I know you fir- said you were kind of at, yeah at first uh it was plastic island okay yeah i I think it was just that one and Times of Fantasy were the only two. Or maybe it was Thunderdome. Did I hear Plastic Island? Uh, that did get. I'm trying to remember. That got a pre-release, not too long before the album came out. So. Okay, then I did listen to that, and so it was probably Thunderdome and Times of Fantasy were the two that I didn't hear. Um, Thunderdome got a pre-release as well. I can't remember. Two of them got. A... A release within a week of each other, and it really threw me. Yeah, it was like, oh, they're just are they just doing another one because they can do another one before the album? Or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I for me at least, I think Plastic Island okay. was the weakest uh, of their again. Not to offering. Yeah, not not to say I didn't like it. It just didn't really resonate with me mm. much until I saw it live the first time. I was oh. like, oh, that's pretty cool. Now I can dig this. Yeah, I'm with that. What about you? I love the saxophone, but for me, Champ, it just isn't hitting. Really? Yeah, it just... Wow. The first time I heard it, I was like, okay, this is all right. I don't mind this. And the more I'm hearing about it, it just feels... I'm, I I don't know. I mentioned... I, yeah, I went well, into it's... a little bit more deeper. Uh, I think the collab... It's not a bad collab, but I think some of the lyrics, they're a little... Mm, tame 
they're a little but maybe by the numbers if you want to say that it doesn't really stand sure. out uh, that and Plastic Island Not I, I actually quite like Plastic Island but it feels a touch out of place for the more I'll call it the more um, introspective half of the album it feels very like oh when we'll put this this goes here like, it doesn't really I don't know the indigenous part is is hey, it's mm-hmm. great say your piece your artist I completely understand that but as I've mentioned before and I I, I use the example of um you know Tame Impala right yeah they have a they on his last album he has a song called Glimmer where it's like a podcast recording for the first bit and he has another track where it's his wife on the phone I'm like that's great that's clever I like what you've done with that you've been experimental but on the 13th listen I'm getting a little tired of hearing it just a little bit <laughs> just and with the indigenous speech hey absolutely I know they're for that I know that absolutely I learned that first time when I, I came up with a topic in the reddit being like who's the um uh the four presidents or uh the Mount Rushmore and a couple of people in the comments were like ah they'd never do anything like the Mount Rushmore they're very pro um Native American I was like okay I I didn't know me being yeah. uneducated that's basically what that was but for me that part the ending is brilliant that like last 15 seconds the like heavy guitars that bit's great but the rest of the track I'm like eh I might be getting confused actually okay. no am I right yeah I am thinking of the right song now it's been it's been a yeah you are week. you are yeah it's like it's almost like that dreamscape that's it yes kind of ending yeah yeah with Edgar Winter on it yeah, it's just, it's like, you know, three different songs in one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know that's not for everybody. I kind of like it. I like it in the, I like it a lot more so in the, in the whole as a concept record. Yeah. Um, again, to reference that Queens of the Stone Age record, uh, which is phenomenal. Um, there are a few bits throughout where it's just kind of like, okay, I get it. <laughs> You know, yeah, like I get this what's yeah. happening, but I guess to me that's it. It speaks to um, a deeper level of immersion, almost, and especially with that being the second to last track. You know, you've experienced this record up to this point, and then the end of Champ. You, you know, with the <clears throat> with the sort of the punk fill with the band speaking about indigenous rights and then this this crazy mix of of synths and uh just sounds and uh this crazy sax it it like it's really jumbling in a way it can be um very mentally i don't want to say deterrent but it can like put you in a different place and uh to me it's really nice because it goes into the, the soft intro of anxiety clarity and um hmm. you know you're just to, to me it like I'm, I'm left at this like calm place hmm. where i i feel very comfortable after being exposed to like all of this uh you know all these different emotions and these feelings about what what we as people are experiencing okay that's a yeah, that's I, hope, I hope that makes sense yeah no i i kind of get where you're going with that I might be getting confused okay. with one of the other endings. I, I might be wrong. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, 
I'll be honest, I'm at the point where I am starting to skip it, unfortunately. But you know what? Yeah. One out of ten, out of, sorry, out of eleven, I'll take it. That's not. To, I I think yeah. that's that's a. It could have been a lot more less favorable in my opinion. But you know, I really um, overall really enjoyed this album. So one song where yeah. I'm like, eh, maybe in the future, in hindsight, maybe I'll come back and but actually, you know what? I like this. This fits. But at the moment, I'm like, eh, I'm not too in love with it. Which compared to Woodstock with, I'm gonna, I hate to blast Keep On again, but it really wasn't my sort of thing. So you know, oh, really? one from yeah, there's just something about the. Um, I probably can't. Go I like to Keep On a lot. I can't really go into too much of the description for YouTube and stuff about the, the video of it because I'll get demonetized. But even though I already am, but yeah, it just yeah. it made me feel a little uncomfortable. And I kind of was like, mm, I don't know. I, Yeah, I don't know. Another one that's just not for me. And again, I haven't actually listened in a while, so I can't actually quite remember how it sounded, to be honest. I know that sounds bad, but... Yeah, I, I remember first, on my first listen to Woodstock, well, my first listen to Woodstock, I didn't like it. That's Ooh. a story for another day, but... <laughs> oh, good time. Uh, very, very, very quickly grew on me, but... Uh, Easy Tiger and Tidal Wave just deterred me so much. I oh, really? initially, it took me a very long time to warm up to either of those. So mm. what I'm getting at is that I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe it will change for you in the future. Maybe it won't. Yeah. Overall, what's your best moment of the album? Like one moment where you're like, oh, yeah, that's my favorite. One bit you're like jamming the hardest or head bumping or whatever, head bumping. Honestly, I it's that's a tough thing. I on first listen, it was that times of fantasy to doubt, you know, that whisper and then boom, 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 boom with the keys. However, after seeing it live and being, you know, a part of that experience, like I think going into the chorus and ghost town just makes me like turn to a noodle. <laughs> oh, really? It's okay. yeah, it's really cool. Um and I I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. dancing along to that and ghost town thing. on me. I have to be honest. It's kind of I Yeah. It was kind of middling and I'm like okay, I get this a little bit more. Especially when I've yeah. you know, I've heard other people's opinions and it's kind of it's uh, increased clarity on the situation, and uh, I can I can appreciate it a bit more actually now. Seeing other people's point yeah. of views, I get it. I get it, I, and I'm like, actually, yeah, no, I, I get this. I've had my mind changed on it. Yeah, I I agree. I wasn't particularly keen on the production of it at first, but uh, you know, on second listen, I went back through and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is actually phenomenal. <laughs> And also, wow. <laughs> the the songs come so hard and fast where you literally, you could put this on, you blink, you're on track four. You're on dummy already. Yeah. It's that quick and you're yeah. like, wow. So it's 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 a it's a roller coaster that's going quick and you've got to jump on. Is it, there's a lyric somewhere in the album about enjoy the ride as well, but only a good podcast host would know that, but not me. Not me. <laughs> um, jump on in and 
enjoy the ride. Practice, uh, probably practice Grim makes perfect. It's it's in Grim Generation. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, yeah, favorite songs, least favorite. We did best moment. Um, anything overall? Want to cap off with Chris Black? Change my life. Any opinion? I wanted to know. Uh, oh. Apart from the the record itself, I very much appreciate and am um, fully in support of how it's being marketed. And when I say that, not just in a traditional sense, like, oh, billboards and magazine, you know, whatever. I mean, at the shows, they're giving away blank, changed my life t-shirts. Yes. You know, that's what they're shooting out in the t-shirt cannons. You know, they have them for sale (laughs) as well. But, you know, um, like at Edgefield, they were just giving those out to so many people. And they had like signs that changed my life. They had the change my life stickers. Um, And not not just for like a participant or for like a participatory word. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, Participant is, yeah, you're fine. Anyway, anyway, you know what I mean? I, I love that, you know, not everybody is outspoken as, as someone else. Um, and just having this thing, whether it's the sign, the sticker, the T-shirt, or just the visual representation in front of you, you know, with the you all changed my life on the stage at some of these shows. It, it's making people think, like, who do I... Who am I appreciative of in my own personal life? Whether it's these people that are literally in front of me right now that are playing music, or if it's someone that's no longer with them. And it's it's all just kind of you know, it's all just revolving around like love as a whole, which not to go super deep into that, is you know, it's like the most it's like the most important thing, you know? And I I love that they're using their voice to promote, you know, maybe not that mindset, but that ideal or, or promote that, that comfort in, in expressing that, um, externally. Yeah. It's how they feel about for Chris others. Black. So they're, yeah, it's how they feel about Chris Black. It's how they feel about each other. It's how they feel about Francis. It's how they feel about their friends and their family. And, and these people that aren't, you know, biologically their family, but these people that are in front of them, you know, that are quote unquote family, the fans that, you know, resonate with what they do. I, I just, I, it's, I think about it often and it's, uh, I think it's just a really cool thing and, and that they really hit the mark and it just has a lot of importance yeah. to me and, and other people I've talked to about it. Well yeah. said. Um, yeah, you could buy the T-shirts online as well, can't you? The uh, <clears throat> you've got the Chris Blank Change My Life, and then obviously you're saying they're handing out the ones for like the blank space. I've seen them like the little like uh, like stickers or whatever. You can like fill it in. Yeah, they have those. You can buy those on the website. You can buy the Francis shirt. You can buy the one that says Chris Black. You can, you can buy the blank one. Yeah, if you can navigate the website. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the Mercado website, so oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's a bit different. No, that's fair. That's fair. It has a reasonable layout. I have another question for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, somewhat on. pertaining to to the record. Okay. What's um? What are your thoughts on Tank Dog? Who is Tank Dog? Who is Tank Dog to you? Tank Dog is the mischievous side of John's brain. 
portrayed in cartoon fashion. It's beautiful. It's, <laughs> I think I, I, that's kind of how I see it. Is like, wow. You know, it's. <laughs> oh man, I'd love to go like, push that sign over, or like you know like go, throw TP over someone's house or something like that. But I shouldn't because I'm an adult. It's that ideal of being young and free and. I mean, just we've at the moment in time of recording, only Dummy is the only video we've seen with Tank Dog, and I can imagine that some of the other ones are going to be quite interesting. And maybe a little less zany, I'd say, than Dummy. I don't know, that's a pretty wacky video, a pretty fun one. Interesting to see what they do. But that's what Tank Dog is to me, and we're talking about the origin of it, like being the little. It was on a t shirt maybe like five years ago around Postwood stuff, yeah. and it's kind of evolved into this character, so we've seen the whole evolution of it <laughs> we've seen the birth and the the rise of Tank Dog yeah but that's a, yeah, I, I, I love that, I hadn't thought about that in in relation to John specifically and I love that you said that because I've always perceived him kind of as uh, you know at first I was like, okay well this is you know, an old band member, his his artwork. Mm. It's like, let's just kind of include him, but to see it so prominent on all the packaging and on the website and, like, during the show is, uh, it's cool because it, it kind of goes into that, like, what I was, to me, it goes into that, uh, you know, be more open if you're comfortable with it yeah. and just kind of, like, let yourself loose and let people know what you believe and what you think is important. And I always thought of, you know, all these different characters as all these different people and just expressing themselves in their own way. But now, when I'm actively looking at the website right now <laughs> as I'm speaking and all these different tank dogs, I'm like, oh, this is John just being like, like, like a dickhead, like a brat. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Sorry if you're offended. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, with love, with love, obviously. No, I, I, I it's, a, it's a valid point as well. Again, there are no yeah. wrong answers with Tank Dog. Probably somewhere yeah. in the middle, I reckon. Yeah, also, we are all Tank Dog. Yeah, we're all. <laughs> well, you've been in longer than I have, so. But yeah, Tank Dog. I don't dog. know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, definitely never. <laughs> yeah. A little inside story. Um. If there's nothing else to, I think I think we did a good deep dive or a mini deep dive onto Chris Black. I kind of want to get your opinion on it, just to get, you know, kind of get a vibe check, kind of get a vibe check on where you are with it. Because again, I'm still enjoying it. Just, it's just make sure I'm I'm uh, I have the right opinions, right? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> there's no wrong opinions. I mean, if someone comes on here and categorically says this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, I don't get this, I'll challenge them on it. But if they, you know, it's it's their opinion. But hey, from the couple of reviews that people have put in the Reddit and the Discord, it seems to be this is kind of more favourable. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. if Mr. Fantano has done a review. I know he's done past ones, and John said, ah, you know, I kind of knew he didn't like this or he wouldn't like this, but I'd be interested to see where he'd fall on this one or where the reviewers would fall. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see. Again, to be honest, at the end of the day, I don't care. But it'd be good to see them get a little bit more praise from someone who hasn't got their name in their 
tag on everything on the internet. Sorry to say, but my opinion, you know, it's a bit like I can't really put the medal on, to be honest. That's a bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no. But uh, yeah, good stuff. Chris Black. Uh, superb. I applaud. But right, um, yeah. we're coming up to the end of the show now, or end of the recording, Chris, but you're not quite out of the woods yet. I think you're oh, I know. I, I'm. I'm excited for this next part. Yeah. PTM song quiz. The this is a this is gonna be a, a Jeopardy warm up yeah, yeah. question here. <laughs> this is here oh, we go. Going, right. So if you're not familiar, mm-hmm. which hopefully you are now, Chris has got ten questions, uh, yes or no questions to guess one song from their entire discography, which with every album release is getting even larger. So good luck. Um, let me just check to see what I've got here. Yep. I'm all good to go, if you're ready. Uh, just start us off with your first yes or no question, and uh, best of luck. Hopefully you get it. Is this song on one of the studio albums? Yes. Copy. Off to a good start. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Did this song come out before or after 2010? Before. Sorry, I was trying to argue. Before. It's okay. <laughs> Before 2010. Okay. Um. So if it was before... Like, you don't have to answer this, but if it's before 2010, that means before American Ghetto, correct? Before the... Yeah. 2010 yeah. would be uh, December End of 2009. 1st, 2009. Got it. Okay. That's okay, kind of okay. I'm reading that. That's kind of why I Let's see. That. Okay. Is this song on Satanic Satanist? It is not. Is it on Censored Colors? It is not. Is it on Church Mouth? It is. It is a Church Mouth song. Ooh, my favorite. Questions. Okay. You've got four and a guess yeah. remaining. Ooh. Asking the asking okay. the album was smart. Because you know I'm gonna yeah. put out that EP one day, and so it's gonna catch someone. It's gonna <laughs> catch someone. They got uh, some. Damn. <laughs> Let's see. Is this song? Hmm. How can I round this down? That's not one of my questions. Don't answer that. I swear to God, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. Don't worry. Duration, placing. Yes, yes, yes. Video. Is. Video. Oh, video. Okay, you might be giving something away here, friend. Is it Sun Brother? It is not Sun Brother. Oh, I thought you may have picked that one just because it was a special little I thing. Actually, I do like some brother. And the extended version, mm. if you haven't heard it already. Pretty good. Yes, absolutely. Very good. Is it... I'm just going to take a guess. Is it Bellies Are Full? It is not Bellies Are Full. You've got two Ooh. questions. I know. Wait. Yeah, you've got two questions. Is this... Guess. Okay. Is this song on the first half or the second half of the record, given that there are 12 songs on the record? Uh, 
Do you want to answer? Okay. It's on the phone. It's not a yes or no. I say yes or no, but I, I can, yeah, you give me a yes or no. Uh, it's on the first okay. half. Okay, okay. All right. I know, sorry, I'm a little shady when it oh, comes to this. Uh, no worries. Yeah. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's been a long time. Okay. Okay, in those first six songs, is it Sugar Cinnamon? We have a winner. You got it, Sugar Cinnamon. No way. no way, no way I got that. Congratulations. Liar. Well, I'm not, you no, liar. you got it right. In, in, <laughs> in, with a question to spare, well done. Wow. The, the, the did you know... Did you know... That Church Mouth came out four days earlier in Europe? than it did in the US and the UK. Really? Really? All oh, those Germans yeah. getting that early exclusive? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, loving yeah. it. Wow. I had no <laughs> idea, actually. That's a nice little, uh, almost a Jeopardy mm -hmm. question. Yes. No, I don't know. Is that now? <laughs> God damn it. It can't be now. Ah. I can throw you some Jeopardy stuff. I can, I can oh, give you some... We can't be a guest on it. We need to kind of inside into well, it. Well, we can do different... Again, you can, I can oh. give you a bunch of... Of random facts, and you can choose whether or not you want to use them. And <laughs> if I hosting. know a I'm bunch not, of these answers, I'm not the one hosting. Okay. I'm just uh, okay. Wrap this up. Excellent. Well done. I thought I, I thought I'd throw a church mouth. I haven't done a church mouth um, question on here actually, because uh, Josh Great. asked last time. He was like, "Oh, have you done one for every album?" Like, well, I think I missed off church mouth, so I thought I'd throw that in there. And I thought I know you're a fan. I'm like. He's not gonna think it's gonna be too close to home, but you just you narrowed it down really well, and then you just started taking punts, taking punts in the dark, yeah. and you, it paid off. So good job with that. I mean, I also thank you. I also used some cheat codes. I didn't always ask yes or no questions, so you know this all that. Yeah, I if you, if you ask, is it on the first half? It, it's the same thing, you know. So okay, yeah, yeah, I would I would have been fine with it. But anyway, if. Thank you for um, coming on this evening. Um, yeah, thank you. Always love talking with you. So much fun. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you on the channel in the near future as well. Future content should be fun. Um, just trying to create fun stuff, you know. It's it's the news a little light at the moment. We've got there's a couple of there's been a couple of like interviews and stuff, but I can save that for a rainy day if I have to and. But just to like catch up and talk about Chris Black needs to be done, really. Yeah. Can't talk about it enough. Yeah. So thank you again for coming on such short notice. Excellent. Very knowledgeable guest. Um, the uh, the host's uh, PTM Tong 10 question streak. A couple of guests have been struggling recently, so it's it's been good to get a W for one of the fans, you know. Oh, I'm going to make it harder. <laughs> I'm going to have to whip out the endangered yeah. song. Or heavy games part. Yeah, one. you're or... gonna have to go a bit deeper than that. You're talking to the encyclopedia. Remember, <laughs> I put the ar archive together. <laughs> yeah, it didn't do. Um, but yeah, if you want to like promote anything, do anything like now, say anything to the fans, the stage, the floor is all yours. I just would like to say once again that I love meeting people from the online community. It's uh, very gratifying. And once again, great putting a, a name to a face and, you know, just talking about, you know, common interests with 
someone who's from a completely different walk of life or, you know, yeah, who just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that's really all I got. So, so if you ever had a show, and uh, you know, I said I, you could come find me, but I'm kind of nondescript. Sorry about that. You know, I had all these pins that I gave away at these shows, and if you didn't find me, I'm very sorry. But they will be up available soon. Um, Maybe dressed as of which. <laughs> I, hey, look, tank dog. Tank dog is everybody, yeah, he and is. nobody is tank dog. So mm. his. Um, or her, or their oh. uh, identity shall remain anonymous, and um, you know anybody can be Tank Dog whenever they want. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a valid point. Valid point. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, exactly. Excellent. No. Um, if you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll have uh, more guests on, more content. Just keep rocking in twenty twenty three. Uh, thanks guys for listening cheers have a good one